Well, so how are you guys enjoying Starfield? I love Starfield. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I, I see have... you're making, like, crazy progress. Am I? Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. You have, like, cool stuff. I guess so. About I, have a, I have a complicated relationship with Bethesda games. Yeah. Um, so, Jack uh, is, like, well-known as the Morrowind guy. Like, he has thousands of hours in Morrowind. Yikes. Um, and he loved Oblivion, and he loved Skyrim. I bought Skyrim was the first one I ever bought, and I liked it, but anytime I'm presented with a game like that, I just, where you can just, like, go anywhere and do anything, I just don't know what to do, and I get bored, and I don't want to play yeah. anymore. Um, so, like, I did, like, the main quests and a couple of it, th- things that I found interesting as side quests in it, and that was basically my extent with the game, and then I never picked it up again. So that's kind of what I'm doing with Starfield, too. I think I'm mostly concentrating on the main quest. Mostly. That was one of the, like, I always felt like Skyrim was a, might be a cool game, but the main reason that I never tried it was because I had always heard that it was very non-directional. Oh, if you if you want to want it to be directional, it absolutely okay. can be. Yeah, like if you if you're like I want to do this quest, you click on the quest and it'll be like go that way. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, and Starfield's the same way. Well, that's what I had heard about. Like you know, Starfield looked cool to me, but I was like, nah, I'm not. You know, Skyrim, I can't do that kind of thing. But then everybody who was reviewing it was like, nah, this is actually very directional. Like you have very intentional missions, and I mean. It's it's Skyrim in space, hmm. pretty much. Uh, it is and it isn't. It's very, well, very similar. Space <sighs> fantasy is also just something that I enjoy more than like All you know, same um, dragon or whatever. Yeah, like, me uh, too. My experience with Skyrim was a lot of running around. Uh huh. And like, and St- Starfield's a lot of taking off and landing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the main difference. Is like in you still have your Fusro Da. Spoiler alert: in Skyrim, I feel like you're at least controlling a character more often. (laughs) I know that doesn't make any sense, but like, yeah, you're at least running around on your character's own two feet more. In in Starfield, I feel like I mean, I'm just a lot of running around. I'm just clicking between planets, like, oh, like fast, like fast, yeah. uh, fast travel stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. and the the fact that you have to have explored the systems before you can fast travel there and stuff like that really. And like fuel, crazy. fuel doesn't matter except for how far you can jump. Like you can yeah. jump an unlimited number of times. You don't have to refuel. Well, you that just, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's I don't. Why is that a Why is that, that a must thing? Be, that's got to be a glitch. It's a dumb. It's not a glitch. I, it's just a dumb feature that doesn't make sense. I read this post i think on reddit um and this guy was basically saying like why do all of these things seem so close like it seems so closely like they were about to put a system into the game and then they did they were about to the, there's about to be a mechanic about the fuel but then at the last second they were like yeah yeah it like, feels that's what i'm saying like that feels yeah. like a shame. Um, that's glitch. extremely bethesda and uh you know, but there's there's like six or seven of these things where it's like this big system where you really expect there to be like, um, Oh, Oh, it's, um, there's like a ship, like different ship components. Like you can put a, you can put a med bay in your ship, but you can't actually use it to heal yourself. And like, 
stuff like what? that. It's like all this like really weird stuff like that. What is it or, for? Uh, you can you can uh, there's a crew member that's a doctor, but you can't like it doesn't actually like do anything for you to yeah, have I, them. It's like it's like I don't know. There were I'm all just these I'm things. just playing it for the main quest, y'all. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks cool. That's I got to the I've I'm at, I've gotten just past the point where it's essentially like, do you take the red pill or the blue pill, or I guess it's in this case it's the white pill or the black pill. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I my it's fun. My experience with Bethesda games is do everything except the main quest. Ah, uh, spend yeah. three hundred hours in the game and then never play it again. See, <laughs> I'm the I'm the opposite. I just just get I want I want to know what the story is, and then I'm good. I'm such a completionist. Like I have to have. There is no completion in those well, games. That's, though. I think that's what kills me on most of these games. Um, trying to remember, like the last game. Um, I can't think of it, but there was like a, a RTS game that I was playing for a while that was like, like set in like a frozen post-apocalyptic, like nuclear wasteland situation. Um, was it like Russian? Was it like a Russian-made game? No. Or Finnish-made game? What are you thinking of? I, I don't know. I don't remember. But it was it was the same kind of thing where it was like, it was like it was like XCOM in enough ways that I was really drawn to it. But then it also ended up with like at one point I had something like seventy side missions, and I was just like, you know what, this isn't fun anymore, right? Like because I have to have that. Like I I will never finish the main quest because of all the side quests. But See, like for you me, can't... like at least with Mass Effect, I'll be, I'll, I'll keep going back to Mass Effect forever. Um, at least that game is linear. Like there is a progression yeah, yeah. in the game. It's not just here's a galaxy, go do whatever. But like there's side quests in that, but they're like you can kind of go do them as you want, but you can still progress the main thing. Whereas like. I think Starfield manages it well enough where, like, if you just want to do main quest stuff, you can just do main quest stuff, and it's okay with that. Um, Skyrim was a little bit more intimidating, I think. But then there are games that are, like, too story-driven, like, you know, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. Did you guys ever play that? No. No. It was just, like, it was, like, what do you call it? Um, Like, The Last of Us, where, like, it was, like, a, what do you call it? a guided tour. Yeah, and there's a name for that, like a rail, like rail car or something. Or like... Oh, uh, like quick time events. No, I I know what you're talking about. It's rail. It's something rail. Something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Monorail or something like that. Yeah. Last of Us had some like genuine like stealth and and puzzles and stuff like correct. That but like you you literally only had one path to follow at any given moment. Sure. Like, there was it was just this, you know, and that's and that's fine. I actually enjoyed the Last of Us because it was. A, a good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy never made sense at any point. It was it's not a, a good story yeah, or a game. Tie so. into a movie. It's, well, it wasn't, though, actually. It was supposed to be a standalone thing. It's a franchise. I, I suppose that's true. We watched all three of those movies recently. I like, watched like the, this week. I watched the newest one, and I think I need to watch it again because I may have not been in the correct state of mind to really take it in. But it was okay. It was okay. Which one? The new one. The new one. Guardians three. Because everybody on the internet says it's like the best one, and I I did mm. not get that at all. The first one is still definitely my favorite. I don't really think that I like any of them, really. Oh, the first one was my favorite Marvel movie for quite some really? time. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's always going to be Spider Man. Oh, oh, 
What would the the last one? Doesn't matter. Whichever. Pick one. The, uh, <laughs> Any of the Spider Man movies are my favorite Marvel movies. Are you, are you thinking of the animated ones? No, 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 no. Oh, because yeah, yes, that's actually. Yeah, no, you. I lied. Corey is right. The the spoiler alert, the one that has all of them in it. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I had such a good time yeah. in the theater watching that movie. That, that was oh. a lot of fun. I was about to say the opposite. That one actually was a letdown. Oh, to I me. had, I had the the amount like it was such a nostalgia like cheap cash grab. But I was, yeah, it it got me hook line and sinker. I was all about it. I went and saw that with my in laws, like the whole family. We went for Christmas and saw that. And then we went back to my in-laws' house, and Joelle and her brothers yelled at each other for like the next hour about about the, that movie. I she grew, came down to the bubble, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up! You gonna tell me I'm wrong? Wicked Witch of the East, bro. <laughs> I grew up on those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. I yeah. loved them. The first Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock. Oh my god. I think is probably still I mean until you said the uh, best Into Spider-Man the Spider-Verse because Ooh. Into the Spider-Verse is actually and like by leagues the best Spider-Man movie ever. Probably. Yeah, it's real good. Do- the Spider-Man the, 2 is yeah, right up there. It's it's it is so good. Very high up there. And it would have been if I, if I had not been reminded of Into the Spider-Verse, I would have said it would have been my number one. It might, um, st- it might still be my number one, but that's man. probably rose-colored glasses, I admit, 100%. Yeah. But Into the Spider-Verse just it's gorgeous. shattered every expectation that I ever had for a Spider-Man movie. And that's what I went into the most recent Spider-Man movie, kind of expecting the same thing when they were talking about doing... Multiverse stuff. Yeah, multi- all, like bringing in all these other... And, so, and then the it was just that- like... <laughs> The fact that they got Willem Dafoe to say I'm yeah. something of a scientist myself. Yeah. I was dying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were there was certainly like it felt it, it felt familiar, right? Like it felt good, you know, as a movie. But like I, I just kept expecting something else to happen. I, I don't know. Maybe that was too much to expect, but no, I I absolutely loved it. And then, were you there when we went and saw the new animated? Yeah, you were there. Yeah, with when Vance came through and we saw the new uh, Spider Verse Two. Yeah, what, what was it called? Um, I don't know. I didn't. I haven't seen that one. I don't think that I like that movie. Isn't it like not a complete movie? Like, no, they left it wide open for a third one. I mean, they. Yes. I mean, there's is very definitely another one. And it is coming out like at the beginning of next year. Like they they wrote this one and the next one at the same time with the intention of releasing them like very close together as like a continual story. Yeah. But which the first one was a stand pretty standalone movie. I would agree. I mean, you they definitely like. I mean, sure you, they opened the door, knew. but like it's and, Marvel, of course. But right. like it it you can watch that by itself and be yes. It's a this is a fun movie. One hundred percent. It was just something about the second one that, like, it just kept. It felt like it went so far beyond its end point. Like, I stopped wanting more. Like, like an hour before it ended, for some reason, and it just. I also really had to pee. <laughs> that might have something to do but with it. I do remember that actually. It just, I don't know. Like, it kept being like, "All right, now he's tied up, and 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 now he can't escape." And then it fades to black, 
And then it comes back for another scene with like something else is going on. And like that just kept, ha- that happened like 10 times in a row. I don't know. I need to watch it again, I guess, without the urgency of urination. Yeah. Like, yeah. like exploding. But speaking of Return of the King syndrome, I finally finished Return of the King audiobook. Oh, yeah. And it has worse Return of the King syndrome than the movie does. <laughs> Uh-huh. It just keeps yeah. on going. Yeah, they drop the ring in the in the in Mount Doom and like halfway through the book. I was gonna say it's like chapter six or seven. Oh my right? god! Yeah. It just it just, yeah. There is a lot going on after that. Yeah, I I never yeah yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, it was a lot of book after the story ended. Yeah. If um, if if you are into audiobooks at all, audience member, uh, check out the Andy Circus narrated Lord oh, of the Rings so, books. Wow. They so are fun. Phenomenal. That guy's a, an incredible voice, oh a ta- incredibly God, talented so voice actor. Absolutely amazing. Have you read all of the Aragon books? The um, uh, it's quite been quite some time, but yes, the last book of that series is I also. It. I hated it so much. Really? Yeah. I loved the first three because it's mm-hmm. four total. I think correct. Uh, I did not like how it ended at all. I felt like it. They built up so much stuff and just kind of were like, eh, at the end. Really? Yeah. Maybe I need. Maybe I need to revisit it. But I remember it not feeling satisfied based on the build up whatsoever. Well, I guess that's what I was about to say, though, is that like, you know, he, you know, in in the final book, like he he did the thing in the first third of the book. And then just like you were talking about, like the last two thirds of that book were like everything that happened afterwards, like the Which reconstruction and, you know, fine. well, it was okay, but it was like, you know, I, I, I got to the point of where he defeated Galbatorix. Galbatorix. Is, yeah. I don't actually know how you say his name. Yeah, I think that's it. He, he killed Galbatorix. I, I, like, no, Galbatorix kills himself. Well, okay. Galbatorix died. Sorry. Spoiler alert for an old ass book. I bought that book. And then two days later, I got to the part where Galbatorix died. Yeah. And then it took me and the, a there's, year. There's not even a fight. Like, they don't I mean, even fight. There, were, there was a fight. Not really. Not between him and, not between Aragon and Galbatorix. Literally, he walks into the room and Aragon says, hey, Galbatorix, here's all of the negative feelings that you have caused to the world. And Galbatorix kills himself. That's it. That's but, the end. Like, like there, there was a fight to get to that point. Like, he, there was still like a, you know. He, sure. He, you don't feel like. The amount of dread that those books instill in you for Galbatorix's dragon up until right. that point, yeah. And he has nothing to do with the battle whatsoever. I like, think. I mean, okay, I could talk about this for another hour. Because at that point, that he, that by the time Aragon got to him, I feel like, personally, Galbatorx was just, like, over it. He was, like... Probably. He was just, like, I almost want to die at this point, you know? I, I feel like that's why what happened happened, and I, I mean, that's how I perceived it. But all I'm, all I'm trying to say is that, like, you know... Like literally within the same week that I that I got the book from Barnes and Noble, picked it up that the midnight release or whatever, and like I read up to that point in the first week, and then I did not finish the rest of the book for like a year after. Yeah, just because. Yeah, you know, like I, the the fights that the main character that Aragon has with Murtog in that book are yeah, those so are definitely the great. best fights. And then he he gets there to is, like the final a, boss. There and is it's a like final whatever. duel. Like he gets into the room and and Mur- they don't and really Galbatorre do anything. 
It was more of a, like, wasn't it? I mean, I'm trying to remember now. Like, I don't remember that they ever crossed, crossed swords. Oh, they definitely did. Did they? Okay. And his, his dragon is just, like, chilling outside the castle, yeah. like, looking no, in one of the windows. He's and in it the doesn't room. doesn't really do no, no, the dragon's the, too big to fit in the room. No, to, to, at the beginning, he's outside. Like, they, they got past his dragon to get into the castle. But I then he's definitely... This. He is I read definitely it one in, time and was like, bleh. He's definitely in the castle by the time Aragon gets in there. He's in the room. Yeah. Uh, but there was like a whole thing doing with... doing anything. There was like a whole... Well, he didn't. Like, that was part of it. It was just like... They, that's why I'm saying, like... Both Galvatorx and his dragon were just so, like, exhausted by that point of just, like, being evil and just, like, trying to control everyone that I feel like he was just like, all right, you know what? Done. Yeah. Because it did seem like it was over really quick. And yeah. I guess I don't remember them crossing swords. Yeah, but... he does. they do. Okay. Because there's, like, the whole, this whole scene where um, Aragon, Arya, and the, like, 12 like elves that are protecting Aragon mm-hmm. like fight their way through the castle. Yeah, that and, I remember for and sure. And they they get to the end um and like basically Murtag is there with Galbatorx and Galbatorx makes Murtag and Aragon duel uh for like the final fight or whatever. Okay. Um, and it's in I think it's in that duel that so this this is my problem with the books is that the the way he wins is is a cop out. Because he like discovers the word that is the name of the ancient yeah. language, yeah. and that makes him like all powerful, basically. Yeah, and that's how he makes Galbatorx like live the the hurt that he caused or whatever. And it's like, but then that's what I'm saying. Like that's when Galbatorx was just like, all right, you know what? I'm I'm kind of over it. Like that's you know. I feel like sure. a good a good equivalent like to compare it to would be like the finale of the last airbender when ang fights ozai where it's like and that, that is of... so much better <laughs> i don't know that yeah the, that fight is incredible but In then he last did... airbender okay. is amazing the i fi- mean the final fight oh my yeah. god it's so good the ending it's... of the fight is it, it is similarly kind of a, a weird cop out at the end. I was but it so works. underwhelmed. It works in Avatar. I'll just say it. Like I was so underwhelmed by the fight that Avatar had with you Fire are Ozai. literally the only person on the planet. <sighs> I mean, it was a spectacle, but in the same way that like Aragon's fight oh, in man. the throne room was a spectacle, but then it just like was over. It was phenomenal. Oh know, my man. god! It just like. It, the f- I I I gave Marshall and Amanda so much shit for being fans of that show, and then when that finale uh, aired, I watched the finale. It was the only thing I'd seen of the show, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to go back and rewatch this show." It was so good. That show is so good. It, yeah, amazing. I mean, besides New Girl, it's like the only show that I've watched more than twice. Oh much. man, I've. I, and I've watched it probably a dozen times at yeah. this point. It's it doesn't get old. No, it's it really wonderful. Does. Yeah. <laughs> So the fifth book, Murtog, is actually coming out. What? At the beginning of next year, I think. He wrote really? another one? Yeah, there's another one coming out. Is it like of the same time period from Murtog's perspective? I don't actually know anything about it so... because my sister pre-ordered it for me for my birthday. I didn't even know that it existed until then. Huh. So no. at the I don't know if you remember this. At the end of the books, the, the original books, um, uh, Murtog is still alive. Murtog mm-hmm. and his dragon yeah. are still alive. And they they leave. They don't want to be part of the society at all, or whatever. And he goes sure. up north to like wherever the ice, you know, is basically to like connect with his dragon, basically for the first time because they were yeah they were forced into a relationship. They were forced into yeah. a relationship. So, um, 
I suspect it's going to be about that. But huh, who knows? That'd be cool. So, or like, even or it's, if it's about covering, his childhood or something like that. Even if it's covering the same time period as the main series, just from his perspective, that could be really interesting too. It could be cool. I would like that also, because like they they established, I think that he was Aragon's brother, right? Half, half brother, half brother. But then they just like never talked about it or like what his actual because like because then all of a sudden Brom and Aragon were related. His like Brom was his father or some shit. Like yes, it just something like yeah. that. There they, was just they like share, a bunch of... They share a mother. Murtaugh and... Aragon. Aragon. Yeah. I'm... I, think. I, I think... I think that I remember that that's correct. It, the fir- I remember the first book being literally the plot of A New Hope, just Obi-Wan yeah. and yeah. his well, dad. Yeah. And that's, with that sparkles is... and magic. Yeah. It, it and is... actually a really well thought out magic system for a 14-year-old. Yeah. It makes me so mad to know that Christopher Polini is younger than I am. Is he? Yes. Oh. By like half of a year. But huh. yeah, like what All am right. I doing I with my know. life, bro? Did he, is he written a second uh I think he's written other things. Star Child yeah. or whatever that what is, yeah. is uh, the... so it's the his second series is the first book was called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. There you go. Yeah. And I have been telling you guys specifically about this book. I've read it. Because have you read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Is it good? I, it's yeah. so good. Oh, oh my, god. my god. I've been Calm dying down. for one of you guys to read it because yeah. it's literally his best piece of work. I cried uncontrollably at certain moments of the book, like a few times. Like the way he described he's he has matured so noticeably. I mean, in, you could just see that just through the, just, the yeah, Aragon through the series. series of the Aragon. Yes, I agree. But like the way he it's a completely different thing. Like take like the way that he wrote even the last book in the Aragon series. He is a different person entirely. Like he's he's touched into like a spirituality or something that just like I felt emotions in that book that like I don't think that I've ever felt in anything other than music. Hmm. And like the way he writes the book is almost musical in nature because like there are moments where this character is communicating with aliens through nothing other than like vibrations and tones. And it's I don't know, man. Like I mean, how did you what did you think? It's 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 really good. It is really good. I I don't I don't want to say this as a negative. I don't think it suffered from Return of the King syndrome, but several times throughout the book, I thought it was over, uh, and then yeah, it was yeah, not over. That is true. And I was like, "What? Wait, what? Is it like, a standalone book or is it part of a series?" He wrote that book, and then he also wrote a prequel. I'm trying to read through the prequel now, and it's. Seems like it was an afterthought. It seems like he was forced to write this book, so I wouldn't recommend it. But you should definitely read. I, and I like. I, I don't know that it will be a series. I almost I f- hope that it isn't. I feel like it easily could be. It could be, but I hope that it isn't. And I, I will agree with you that there were moments where I felt like it could have resolved, but I was happy that it hadn't. Right? Like as I read on, like other things sure, sure, continue. Sure. It, yeah, yeah. So I don't think that it's necessarily the same in like the sense that like trudging through Return of the King or the last book in the Aragon series was kind I, of like a labor. I wouldn't say that it was a labor. I just I just wanted to bring up that the the book definitely has that you feel like it's over but it keeps going syndrome. Mm-hmm. But then probably worse because people like that was the main criticism of the, criticism of the movie um, was that it has like eight endings. Yeah. Um, the book is probably <laughs> has more so I would say. But in To Sleep in a Sea of Stars, like, you know, there's, there's a resolution, but then they go on, 
and then like something else like fucking incredible happens and you, you realize that like you have more feelings towards another character and, yeah like it yeah. feels good yeah there's so I'm gonna try to is the audio bird audio book worth listening to uh-huh. yeah, okay. yeah it's pretty good um i'm gonna how do i do it in a non-spoilery there we go that's a hard one way um the time from when the book starts to when she gets off of the planet that the book starts on that if if Brandon Sanderson was writing this series, that would have been an entire book. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there was a couple of times it felt like that. It's like I've I I have I've recently subscribed to Audible. Uh-huh. It's a fairly recent development. So I get like, you know, one credit a month or whatever. Yeah. I think my next one will probably be this book. Um and that's then good, after that that's a good bit. after that it's probably gonna be that Sanderson book you recommended. I don't remember which one you Elantris or Mistborn? Probably Mistborn. Mistborn is really good. Well, well, is it which one is the best like intro to Sanderson? That so either either one of them. Okay. Um, Mistborn is a standalone series, and uh, uh, is they're sorry. all kind of connected, right? Yes. Uh, so Mistborn, Elantris, Warbreaker, Elantris and Warbreaker are standalone books. Mistborn is a three part series, a three book series. That then on that same world has a separate The Way of Kings. No, no, no. Has a separate three book series. Oh. The Way of Kings is also in the same universe and is go is going to be five books. The fifth one is not out yet. Okay. Um I also want to read the Mistborn books. I, it's I've really good. Been it's really, them. really good. Um <sighs> Yeah. That's I, I you should you should probably start at Mistborn. Okay. If, if you I just start just start there. Um it's very good. It's dope. That's what everybody good. says it's dope. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. says it's, it's dope. very good. And I don't feel like I started hearing about them until like this year really and there's already 3 of them, right? Mistborn? Yeah. Or is that Mistborn's series been done? out for a while? Mistborn's been out for a while. Okay. So that series is done? Yeah. Okay. So so there's there's Mistborn and then on the same literally on the same planet just forward like 400 years or something like that there's a there's now another series called wax and wayne and wax and wayne is uh set in like like western steampunky type setting which is pretty cool as opposed to like fantasy classic as as opposed to like high fantasy um mistborn is pretty much high fantasy um it's a little closer to like Dark Agey, like not, not quite. Like, there's not really any technology. You know? It's like bows and arrows, maybe a ballista. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then when you get into uh, the Way of Kings, the Stormlight Archive, that is like burgeoning on steampunk. Like, there's there's a little bit of technology. It's it's alien. It's not. It's mechanical, but not human. Uh, not based on anything from here, but. God, the books are so good. Oh my god, yep. they're so good. I'll get there. And they are It's I, so much easier to listen to an yeah. audiobook while I'm at work than it is to try to read a book after work and yeah. not fall asleep. Yeah. Big time. I fell asleep three times playing Forza the other night. Wow. I feel <laughs> I, it though. I couldn't yeah. finish the practice yeah. session because they in the in the new career mode you do like practice laps before the race, which for me I'm trying to doing trying to do it without any of like the break markers or the crazy mm-hmm. like green red yellow yeah. lines on yeah so i'm trying to learn everything like kind of for realish 
Um, and having those practice sessions is super helpful, but I literally fell asleep like four times during, like just could not finish the practice sessions. Mm. So like my second job after my main job with Dustin is that I'm supposed to like list shit on eBay and like, I thought that was part of your main job. It's kind of part of my main job, but then like the, the, that's for the Duramax stuff. That's part of my main job. And then the storage unit eBay stuff, that's the second job. And I mean, you know. I'll there's been it's probably like one night at least a week where like I'll fall asleep on the couch with my food in the microwave, you know, and my phone just like open on eBay like halfway through a description, you know. Especially so use yeah, a laptop to do that stuff. I feel like it'd be so much Do you so know that easier. eBay actually isn't accessible at all on a PC anymore? That's it literally is not no true. No longer what's that? Literally not true. It's it is mostly true. No. It is it is way harder to navigate the UI on a computer than it may be a, it may be a different like slightly less intuitive UI but you, like listing stuff on eBay on a browser has got to be like way infinitely easier than on a wrong it is ten times more difficult than doing it on a phone absolutely what no no I'm I'm not saying that it's not okay like from I'm, like from a seller portal type thing I'm I, I okay I realized that I said not accessible that wasn't necessarily literal. You should know that by now. Okay. When I talk on this what, disclaimer, when I talk on this podcast, never ever listen to a word that I say. So you mean from an accessibility I'm, standpoint. Yeah. So so what I'm saying is that like as a seller who is trying to list stuff on eBay, uh-huh. it is so difficult to do it from the PC version. Like, I mean, if you just do it from the app. Like, which is fine, I guess, in some sense, but I also just hate using my phone all yeah. the time. Like, I would prefer to use a PC most of the That's time. That's what I would default to. But it is so much more difficult. Can you express why it is more difficult? Other than saying, like, it is literally not as streamlined, like, I don't know how else to explain it unless you are actually trying to do it, like... I can imagine that the on... ability to upload photos straight from yeah. your phone to the listing is a big big part that's a big it. plus but like when you're going through it on your on the app on your phone it's very directive so like, fill this out can... then this out then yeah this and it's out. literally like the page is like this step step one step two step three step four whereas like when you do it on the pc it's just a big blank page yeah or it's just like, like a total like a mad gab where you just fill in the blank you know whereas like on the app you know, like say, say for like your 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 price point on the on the PC, it just kind of has like a blank. But on your on the app on your phone, it's like, do you want to do this as an auction or buy it now? And you have radio buttons basically, and then you can, you know, and then rather than try to fill in a field on the PC where it's like, you know, you have to like command it to do, uh, you know, prov- uh, allow offers. You know, on the app, it's just like. A yes or no you just click on it so it's like you do step one and then step two and then blah 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 and like it's unnecessarily difficult like the ui should be similar you would think it would be but it's almost I like do. they're driving you away from doing it on the pc for some reason it's the only thing that i can think of have you considered using an ipad no because i will never use an apple device if i don't have to it's it's a shame it that might you're be limiting yourself go. I mean, it's only a problem because 
of when I'm doing it on my phone, I'm not as attentive to it, and then I fall asleep on the couch. Whereas, like, if I was at my PC, it would I feel like it would be harder to do that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Sitting on the couch is definitely a, uh, a strike uh-huh. against you right there. Yeah. Pierce, where can people find you on the interwebs? Wherever you want to. <laughs> we have a website, beerandbackfire.com. We love we you. sure do. <laughs> Onlyfans.com only slash... Pure C40. That's... I can't... (laughs) Blame me out, Johnny. I hate it.